Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Grappling with Fandom podcast. My name is Kyle Allen, and I am going to be your host. So, the way I want to do this first episode is kind of just do an overview of how the podcast is going to work. This is my first time ever podcasting, so I'm just trying to feel it out and go from there. The way I want to do this is introduce myself as a person, and then after that I'm going to tell you guys how I got into wrestling, and then after that I'm going to review the first match I ever watched or remembered, and it is going to be the match that made me fall in love with wrestling. So, what I plan on doing for this podcast is having a whole bunch of guests weekly. Um, this will stem from wrestling podcasters to people who work on wrestling websites. I feel like it's very important that we learn like, about these people because so often we, you know, tie them into how we view wrestling or how we take in wrestling. And I think it's kind of important that we just know who they are and what made them fall in love with wrestling so that we can kind of relate to them better. I think that there's so much going on in the wrestling community that's been, like, kind of toxic, as well as, like, just in wrestling in general with, like, the whole speaking out movement and, you know, I just think that it'd be a great time to, you know, shed a spotlight on people that are doing well in the community or doing great things in the community and kind of just giving them the platform to talk about, you know, wrestling. So I'm going to start by introducing myself. My name is Kyle Allen. Uh, I'm 23 years old, and I'm currently going to college to become a marketing major. Um, I have my associate's degree in marketing, and I have two brothers, Matthew and Justin. Um, you know, when I have guests on the podcast, I'm not going to make them give me all that kind of information, but because I'm the host, I feel like I want to, you know, just let you guys who know who I am. Um, and, you know, like the people that surround me and that are important to me in my life. Um and I think it's very important that I tell you who my siblings are because it's actually my older brother who got me into wrestling. And I'm going to tell you about how that all came about in just a moment here. So I've been a fan of wrestling for about almost 20 years now. And um, it all started when I was super young. Uh, I was about three or four years old. And uh, I remember one night my brother um, got my dad to order a wrestling pay-per-view because at the time my dad was actually into wrestling as well. Um, the name of the pay-per-view was Fully Loaded 2000, and I just remember, like, my older brother always having wrestling figures around the house, and I would occasionally play with them, but not know, you know, who they are or, like, what they do. So, one night, I was watching wrestling with my older brother. Uh, I got to stay up super late that night, I'm not even sure why, and on the screen, I remember seeing a guy going through a table, and I tell my brother, well, I didn't tell him. I asked him, I'm like, who is that guy? And he tells me, that's Chris Jericho. He's the guy I want to win this match. And at that time, I just start rooting for Chris Jericho. And I don't even know why. I don't know who he's fighting. And I don't know what's happening. I just know that what I was seeing was super cool. And so I remembered that uh, moment when Chris Jericho went through the table. And later on, I would find out that the person who put him through the table was Triple H which is just crazy to think about because of the position that he has in WWE right now. And um, so, I mean, that's pretty much the moment I fell in love with wrestling. I just remember, like, seeing Chris Jericho going through the table, and I was like, okay, this is freaking awesome. And so, you know, I didn't get to see wrestling every week because I was only, like, three or four. I would just kind of watch it whenever I could. And, I mean, I don't even know how often I watched it because those memories were almost 20 years ago. Actually, they were over 20 years ago. So I really don't know how often I watched wrestling. I do remember when I got older, 
I religiously watched like the Ruthless Aggression era, as it's called by WWE. Um, but I do think that looking back on it, the reason why Chris Jericho is like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is because he's the first wrestler I've ever seen. So this next part of the podcast is usually where I would ask a question about, you know, the person's background in wrestling, like things they do. So many of the people I'm going to have on this podcast are going to be podcasters or journalists or columnists for websites, stuff like that. And I'm going to be asking them, you know, how they landed the gig they had or, you know, like projects they've done in the past and stuff like that. I'm sometimes going to have people on who might actually have been like a ring announcer or maybe they even had a match in wrestling and I'd ask them about that. So personally, I have no involvement in wrestling to that extent. So there's not going to be that section for this podcast. But just so you guys know, that would be like the second thing that we would talk about in the podcast. After that part of the podcast, we would then review the match that made the guests fall in love with wrestling or, you know, just the match that they remember first ever seeing. Because I think what's important is that we review our nostalgia, I guess. Because um, the match that made us fall in love with wrestling might not hold up well today. Because there's just the bar is raised so much higher for like our expectations of matches that we see every day. Right? So uh, I will do like a play-by-play, or my guest will do a play-by-play of the match. And occasionally I'll ask if there was like a certain spot they really liked, or something like that. But uh, we're going to do that in this... Uh, episode of the podcast we're going to be reviewing that match that i remember first seeing which was chris jericho versus triple h at fully loaded 2000 and we're going to head right into that most episodes are going to be longer but because this episode is just me it's going to be a shorter one for you guys but enough of that nonsense let's just hop into a review of the chris jericho versus triple h match Jericho just kissed a married woman. What is he doing? Has he lost his mind? I want Jericho. I want his ass. Chris Jericho has been a thorn in Triple H's side as of late. I want Chris Jericho's ass. I want Jericho's ass. Y2J cost Triple H's number one contender status for the WWF title. Jericho just hung up the game. Y2J just cost the game big time. Jericho was directly responsible for Triple H getting a stink face from Rikishi. Ah, stink face! Stephanie! Triple H was humiliated as he lost to the Brooklyn Brawler because of Chris Jericho. Lion Soul! Lion Soul! Stephanie! Brawler covers! Wait a minute! No. It's over! Brooklyn Brawler defeats Triple H! Y2J has done it again! He's stuck into the game! I want Jericho hey. ass. Hey, look at this! Wait a minute! Look at this idiot! I feel a little bit more like a hunter. He can't wait to get his hands on Triple H and fully loaded. But Chris also said he wants a special type of match. A type of match that is so barbaric that the only way to win is to inflict a state of unconsciousness on your opponent. A last man standing match. You got it! I feel a little bit more bloodthirsty like a hunter. I will be the last man standing. Because I am that 
So, Jericho versus Triple H at Fully Loaded, 2000, in a Last Man Standing match. Triple H comes out to the song My Time with uh, WWF champion at the time, Stephanie McMahon, which really goes to show you just how terrible the women's division was at this time. Um, My Time was one of those songs that I always thought was super cool, even though the band was like, that saying it was pretty trash. Um, and then Jericho comes out and he has, you know, his regular entrance. I used to love the Tron where it would like change and fade to like him doing his little pose. I always thought that was awesome. Um, so the match starts really fast with like Jericho running at Triple H, throwing like haymakers and stomping Triple H out in the corner. Um, I also noted that Jericho had bandages um, around his ribs due to like an assault that they showed um, like prior to the show that DX, um, I guess... DX was the reason that Jericho had all these bandages around his ribs, which is very important for this match. Um, Jericho works over Triple H for a bit. He does some clotheslines, and he lands that cool triangle dropkick that he does and knocks um, Triple H to the outside of the ring. Um, Jericho's basically just kicking his ass early on. Um, Jericho lands a really cool diving elbow uh, to Triple H after he threw him back in the ring. And uh, Jerry Lawler has a really weird line in here where he says... Um, I heard Jericho shaves one of his legs at night so that it, he can feel what it's like to sleep with a woman. I just found that very weird. I mean, like, that's Jerry Lawler, and the thing is, is he's really never changed. Like, he's still on TV saying racist things, and it's pretty gross. And it's just crazy that the guy still, like, has gigs on TV 20 years later with the stuff that he says. It's just ridiculous. Um, Triple H does a face buster, but somehow... It hurts Jericho's ribs. It's, I, I don't understand how this happened. It was just super weird. Um, Triple H drops Jericho on the ribs on the outside of the ring, and then he gets a long heat segment where he just works on Jericho's ribs the whole time. Um, Jericho chokes, uh, gets choked with the um, bandages that were around his ribs um, for like a good minute or two. And then uh, outside the ring, Jericho gets slapped by Stephanie McMahon. And it's really just crazy to think that she's been doing this for about 20 years now um, to, like, just about every male performer and even women uh, on the roster, too. She hasn't done it lately, though, so I guess that's a good thing. Uh, Triple H suplexes Jericho on the ent entranceway, and what I noted here is, like, you can hear the thud. Like, it sounded super painful. Um, Jericho tries to fight back. Jericho um, ends up getting a spinning wheel kick on uh Triple H after referee Mike Kyoto and Triple H get into it. It was just very weird. I don't like there's this thing that kept kept happening in the match where like referee Mike Kyoto kept trying to like interfere and stop Triple H from beating up Chris Jericho, which was like it just didn't make sense in the the concept of the match being like um a last man standing match. Like you're supposed to beat your opponent until they can't get up. So I don't know why Mike Kyoto was trying to stop Jericho. It kind of ruined parts of the match for me. Um Jericho uh, gets up, though. Like I said, he gets a uh, lion salt on Triple H, but Triple H gets his knees up in time, and uh, it hurts his. It basically hurts Chris Jericho's ribs. So that was really cool that they incorporated that. Um, after that, Triple H is telling referee Mike Kyoto to count Jericho, and Jericho stays down for only a seven count. He gets back up. Uh, Triple H does a sleeper hold after for, like, I, I want to say it was like a 30-second spot or so, um, and then Jericho stayed down for a nine count. Uh, Chris Jericho keeps telling Triple H to bring it as he continues to get beat down. Um, it was really cool to see, like, the resiliency out of Chris Jericho, because, like, 
so far up until this point in his career in WWF slash E, you don't see this kind of Chris Jericho, like the more serious side. You always see the jokey side of Chris Jericho. So like this was a real coming out party for him in the WWF where he is finally being taken as a serious threat. And he's like being considered, you know, as a future contender for the WWF championship. Um, But yeah, when uh, Jericho was telling Triple H to bring it, he actually crotch chops them. And then Triple H just gets pissed and pedigrees him. Uh, Jericho stays down for a nine count, but again, he gets back up. Triple H hits Chris Jericho twice with a chair. And again, Mike Chioda gets involved and tries to stop Triple H from pedigreeing him onto the chair. This allows Jericho to hit a low blow on Triple H. And then this is where things like really pick up. Chris Jericho cracks Triple H over the head with a steel chair. And like Triple H is like bleeding endlessly. Like it was like ridiculous. It added a lot to the match, though, because like this is where you really feel like Chris Jericho has a chance to win this. Um, Tri- Jericho then bulldogs um, Triple H onto the chair. Thought that was a cool little spot. Uh, Triple H fights back. Well, he tries to pedigree him onto the stairs. And then what happens is Jericho flips him over onto the ground. Both men hit each other in the head with cameras from the announce table. And and I thought that was really cool. It was like both of them, like it was like their last-ditch uh, effort. To win the match. Um, they both get up at the 9 count. Jericho puts Triple H in the walls of Jericho. Triple H taps. But it's a last man standing match. So submissions don't count. This is where Stephanie gets involved. To break up the walls of Jericho. Um, then Chris Jericho is like forget it. And then just puts Stephanie McMahon in the walls of Jericho. And then Triple H breaks that up. And then they go to the outside again. And this is where Triple H tries to get out the sledgehammer. And he attempts to hit Chris Jericho with it, but he misses and hits the ring post. And this allows Jericho to catapult Triple H uh, into the ring post on the outside of the ring. And then Jericho picks up the sledgehammer and he hits Triple H uh, in the ribs with the sledgehammer. I thought that was really neat. Like, the table's turning on Triple H pretty much there. Uh, Triple H backdrops Jericho through the announcer's table. And this is how he picks up the win. Um... Jerick, they're both down for the 10 count, and then Triple H gets up, and he just makes the 10 count, and then instantly collapses after. So it's like he basically won the match by a second in just sheer willpower. I thought it was a great match, but I didn't like the finish too much. I almost wish that instead of just like a backdrop through the table, Triple H would have just the pedigree through the table. I thought it would have been great. I just don't know if they were sure if the table would break. I don't know. I thought it was a really cool spot, but... I just felt like there could have been so much more. So now the question is, does this match hold up today? I believe it does, because the storytelling is just fantastic. You have an underdog in Chris Jericho who's coming to the ring with beat-up ribs, and you have Triple H trying to exploit that weakness that Jericho clearly has. He even has Stephanie McMahon get involved to help him get the upper hand. I just feel like stories like this are so effective in wrestling today and in the past. You see underdog spots all the time in wrestling. In AEW, you see it with wrestlers like Darby Allin and Marco Stunt. And in WWE, we saw it with Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. I just think that this kind of match style will always work in wrestling, and there will always be a place for it. I used to do star ratings, and then I realized that my ratings never end up being what they should be, or I always feel different about the ratings later on. So I'm just going to say that this match is great. Um, if you haven't seen it before, I definitely recommend seeing it. Like I said, it's just a classic match that made Chris Jericho in WWF. 
he was already an established star in WCW, but he was still very much on the rise at that time towards the end of his tenure there. I would say that in WWF, this is the match where Chris Jericho finally arrived in the WWF and people started taking him serious as a contender. It wasn't too long after this that he would go on to become WWE's first ever undisputed champion where he would defeat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. Now, this is going to be the part where I tell you guys who I'm going to have join me for what will be the regular show going forward. Um, my very first guest for this podcast is going to be none other than Eastern Lariat's own Dylan Fox. Dylan is somebody I followed on Twitter for so long. Um, I have never, ever gotten the chance to speak to him and he already knows that he's going to be on the show. We're both super excited to bring this to you in uh, the coming time. And I really just can't wait to finally talk to him. I consider him a good friend of mine. Me and him talk about wrestling from time to time he has a podcast of his own. Like I said, it's called Eastern Lariat. You guys can check it out. And he also has other projects going on. There's a little known fact that he actually used to be a wrestler at some point too. And you guys can bet I will be asking him all about that on the next episode of Grappling with Fandom. I really hope you guys enjoyed this very first pilot episode. It's a lot of trial and error and talking to myself just feels really weird. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you did, let me know and follow me on Twitter at ThroughMyKyes. That's T-H-R-O-U-G-H-M-Y-K-Y-E-S. It's like Through My Eyes, but Kyes, which is a play on words with Kyle, which is my first name. Just let me know what you thought about it, who you would like to see me interview and learn more about. And hopefully you guys will tune in next time as I have Dylan Fox with me from the Eastern Lariat. Until then, I will see you guys next time.